episode of the Brown Cows Bruh. Brown Cows Bruh's in effect, Motown Motivated Live. 2022, this is our uh, next show in 2022. It's been a good year so far. Um, in customary fashion, we're going to start this off with a with a toast. With a toast, a, little, a tap a tap. Toast. We'll toast our guest, introduce him in, a, in just a second. Um, but let's, uh, let's tip it off. What you got for the tip off, man? So a couple of things for the tip off, man. I, first off, that was probably the best weekend of NFL playoff football that I've seen in a long time. Probably in my lifetime. Every game I watched was competitive, came down to the wire. Um, the, 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 the players play, you know, there's one thing that you always want to see. You always want to see the best guys show up in the moments that matter the most. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think you saw that uh, from Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. um, and you saw that um, uh, from other players all, all through that weekend. Josh Allen. One of the, Josh Allen. One of the things that, that, that I wanted to point out too is that I'm, I'm, although he's he's no longer a lion, Matt Stafford makes a heck of a play to get his team uh, into the next round of the playoffs, which I thought uh, was outstanding for him. Uh, and he finally won that 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 infamous playoff game uh, that he couldn't do here, and he's done it in L.A. Hey, uh, you know I take my hat off to Matt Stafford, man. You know he came here. You know I I I, I never was a. I mean I'm not gonna say I wasn't a Matt Stafford fan because I was, but I always thought he was a. You know, what what you seen with Mahomes and Josh Allen, that you saw elite. You saw a guy who uh, with 13 seconds left in the game. That's after the kickoff. Uh, two plays later, they kicking that field goal to tie the game and send the game into overtime. And this guy been in two Super Bowls already. I think he's only 24, 25 years old. Josh Allen up and coming. And Matt Stafford, uh, he's, he proved his worth in L.A. You know, of course, uh, I had him on my fantasy team this year. And um, we did well with him, but uh, he stepped up his game. I know when he got that, when he did get traded to L.A., he said he wanted to play in meaningful football games, and that's what he's doing right now. He got his team one game away from the Super Bowl. Uh, if you just look at that AFC division, the quarterbacks uh, with Burroughs and Josh Allen and yeah. uh, Mahomes, you know, that, that's 10 to – and uh, Herbert from San Diego. So you got – those guys gonna play 10, 15 years. Yeah, they're all young. They're so all young. You, 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 we're gonna be we're gonna be fortunate to see this kind of play uh, for quite some time, uh, seeing as though they all stay healthy. Yep, yep, yep. I agree. I agree. And then in the NFC, uh, you still got your guys there. You know, you might have Russell Wilson might be coming over to the AFC, uh, depending on what he's gonna do in Seattle. But um, like they said, um, uh, you know, football is America's game. It's America's sport, and this weekend proved that. It did. It did. Um, so, from from football to a little bit of round ball. A little bit of round ball. We got a guest tonight, uh, Wendell Green Sr. Welcome to the Brown Couch Bros. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Welcome, Coach. Now, normally, I don't I don't have a bunch of uh, guys that didn't go to Benedictine on this show. I I, I truly I truly don't. Uh, but today we got a Bishop Borges guy in the house, and and, and we're gonna welcome him. <laughs> and it's, it, it's, it's going to be good. We're going to get to, to, into some basketball and, and uh, a couple of other things. But we're glad to have you. Glad to be here. Okay, glad to be here, too. Glad to be invited. I want to start this off. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna backtrack from here. But I want to start this off with you. Have you seen or, or, or did, you, did you ever anticipate that the premier high school basketball league in the state of Michigan would be the Catholic League? Do you ever, you ever see? Do you ever think that you would see that day, where the Catholic league will probably be more competitive than the PSL? The PSL, wow. No, I didn't, man. I, I didn't foresee the population of the the city going down. Dwindling, right? Yeah, dwindling. So that's 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 kind of what what is what is uh, the, the academies, and I didn't foresee any of this coming. So uh, the PSL, when we were coming up, I mean, everybody was good. Mm -hmm. Cody, McKenzie, mm -hmm. Cooley. I mean, I'm just shout out to my staff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Every, everybody. You know what I mean? You, you know, you, yeah. go, you go on the east side, and you got Osborne. I mean, just everybody was deep. Finney, you know. So I, I never saw this because the Catholic League, again, it was it was us. It was Borges, Benny, um, the Poors, UAD was solid at times. You know, Catholic Central had good teams, but other than that, it, I never foresaw. This coming, but you're right. Right now, they 
those four or five top teams in the Catholic League are, are really the top teams in the state, you know. And it's a dog fight every week. There. It is. Th- th- yeah. Those are now the games to go to. It's good basketball. If, Or- if Orchard Lake is playing U of D, you want to be there. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. De La Salle is playing Brother Rice, you want to be there. Uh, if Catholic Central is playing either one of those four teams, you want to be there. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I don't know that we've ever seen uh, this level of competition uh, in the Catholic League. I mean, the PSL has always been uh, in this state, the premier league mm-hmm. for, for boys basketball. For boys basketball. Mm-hmm. I was watching, uh, of course, I'm employed by University of Detroit Mercy. I don't know if you knew that coach mm-hmm. or <laughs> public safety over there. But anyway, uh, a couple of months ago, I saw uh, – Catholic, well, no, Orchard Lake. I saw Orchard Lake. Mm-hmm. Seen a young kid out there, man. I said he was a freshman. Mm-hmm. Like, he was built like a football player. Man, this kid had to be about 6'1", 6'2", and uh, had dreads. But, uh, of course, I always you see U of D come up in there, and they always hold they t- host a tournament up in there. So, I, I have seen witness the Catholic League talent up close over these last four or five years. Uh, you know, I've been employed there for 20, but these last four or five years with the Cassius Winstons of the world and those type of players. And mm-hmm. I remember when the kid that went to Michigan State to guard, Kaden Lucas mm-hmm. and those type of players. So, uh, yeah, they always been a league. Uh, you, you still had to deal with them. Yeah. You still had to deal with them. We were solid. I mean, you had, like I say, Borges. Benny and the Poors always were tough, you know, St. Mary's. But the public school league overwhelmed us. I mean, you had – I didn't even mention uh, uh, Southwestern or – Persian. I mean, these guys, you had, we just had too much. I mean, we had 10, 12, 14 teams that were good every year. You know? mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. And good as the Catholic League is now, you still don't have 10, 12, 14 teams like the PSL used to have, you know, right. that are good. So it's, uh, I mean, Henry Ford, I mean, you would just have night in and night out when we played on the Saint and non-league games against the guy. I mean, it was a battle, you know, mm-hmm. so. Uh, so let's get in a little bit of, uh, about you. Uh, where you from? Where'd you grow up? Why did you choose Bishop Borges over Benedictine? I mean, let's get into it. <laughs> well, I'm from Seven Mile in Ferguson, you know, uh, 18421 Ferguson. But I actually, I, I, I grew up, I was kind of split time. I was over at my grandma's house a lot. She grew, grew up in Research Park, right on 1225 Elijah McCoy Drive, right next to Wayne State football field. So that's really kind of where I, when I was young, I, I, I hung around over there, played ball at uh, Williams Rec and, Walked to Murray Wright, played to Murray Wright every day outside. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of where uh, my roots is at. You know, I, I would be on seven miles. As I got older, I was more at home, you know, seven miles. But when I was younger, probably from, uh, you know, at least five years old to 11, 12, I was always, you know, over at home, on, on Rosa Parks and over that area, you know. So, so you say seven miles in Ferguson. Yeah. That's Henry Ford, right? Yeah, Henry that's, Ford. Henry Ford that's, is our school. Yeah, yeah, Henry Ford. yeah, yeah. So yeah. Benedictine, like I say, was, I was between, close to the uh, seven mile, between out of drive. And, yeah, um, Benny is, yeah. Yeah, yep. out of mm-hmm. drive and uh, seven mile. But uh, Benedictine or uh, Henry Ford can go either way. And really it just was Fusco was at the coach at uh, uh, Mike Fusco at Borges. And he just, he was heavily recruiting guys, you know what I'm saying? Like in the uh, mm-hmm. Sean Rusper's dad coached me in middle school, and it kind of was a natural progression yeah. because mm-hmm. yeah, Sean and Mike went there. So that was, you know, um, really how I got to Borges, you know. And it, it was it was a good it was a good situation. We had a great program. Borges had a great program from what, Ryan Perryman. I mean, mid, y'all had some good teams yeah, yeah, there. 80, mm-hmm. 85 all the way to the you know uh, late nineties, early two thousand. You know, we had a heck of a run. You know, Dwayne Kelly and Paris Hickman, and mm-hmm. I mean, just, just Joe Hickman. Gregory. I mean, it was it was. Uh, mm-hmm. Sean Rispin, like I said, Randy White, just a lot of guys. You know, we had a, a great program, you know, so. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah I, my um, my freshman year at Benny, mm-hmm. uh, I played JV. I got moved up at the end of the year mm-hmm. uh, for the uh, the, the uh, state playoffs. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sitting on the bench, uh, and I'm watching a guy, uh, Sean Rispin, mm-hmm. shoot the basketball. Mm-hmm. And I, I and you know you we look at this stuff now we look at the Steph Curry's of the world right uh, we look at uh, uh, Clay Thompson and and all these other guards uh, in the NBA shoot the ball the way that they do from from deep Sean Rusmith was doing that back back in the 90s, yeah. in the yeah. 80s and the 90s mm-hmm. 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 And we just missed each other because we played my senior year we were a year apart we played Benedictine my senior year yeah. And your freshman year, so I wasn't yeah, yeah. So we didn't, we never played each other. We played the summer, but we never played each other. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. In, in the regular season, in the regular season. Yeah, yeah it, it wouldn't have been good for y'all. <laughs> it wouldn't have been good for y'all, but 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 I but I I, I digress. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was cool. It was a heck of a. Benny had a squad. Yeah, 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 yeah. To went in there and did some damage. Oh yeah, 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah, no, yeah. no, no question yeah. about it. No question about it. No comment. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> so you go on to four years of of uh, at at Borges, mm-hmm. uh, play some 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 really good good basketball, some good competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk a little bit about what the Catholic League was like um, in, in your time there. Oh, it was tough. It was again. You had uh, Herman Jenkins and Mike Jackson at UAD and Julian Bonner. Uh, you had. Captain Central to Bar- uh, Vargas and guys. I mean, they were Coomer. Uh, like I said, the Poors was loaded, you know, with uh, Robert Hooper, Jay Kimbrough, Tolberts. And, you know, um, it was uh, it, it, it was funny. Brother Rice, you know, Paul Grant. I mean, we had a, it was a lot of talent there. Don't get, you know, don't get me wrong. The kind of league was talented. It just wasn't as talented as the PSL, you know. But we uh, – at boards, we had, we had the best of both worlds because we would play, you know, Southwest and the Cody and the non-league. We play everybody in um, in the summer, and then uh, the Catholic League was tough, and then in the state playoffs, you know, we played a lot, a lot of teams. So it was a great, great basketball environment, you know, again, and then the way Borges was set up in terms of, you know, big brothers. You got Sean Restman Force, Kevin Reiser. You know, you got guys that Rayshon Sumler, Darwin Seegers, you know, Aaron Ward, you know, guys that were older than us, you know, that kind of helped bring the torch down to us. Mm-hmm. And we did the yeah. same thing. So oh, it yeah. was it – was, uh, I mean, we come – Sunday, I know you. I, you know the t- Sunday's uh, open gym at Borges was, oh, was known. I mean, for I mean, you had everybody over there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Guys would come back from U of D, Ramsey Nichols, and you know Mike Lovelace, Mike Aiden come over here, mm-hmm. Wayne State guy. Remember Mike Lovelace? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Names. yeah, yeah. Guys that you know what I mean? Like just took me under their wing too, really, and showed me a lot of things I didn't have to. You know, mm-hmm. big brothers. You know what I mean? Uh, we had again tons of guys. You know, Day Day, and uh, I mean got Dewan Smith guys. You know. That would come back and just uh, you know play us like we were the same age. Wouldn't wouldn't care. Would kick our butt. Yeah. Know? Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. that's just you mm-hmm. know how how these guys in today's age worried about you know I'm playing a grade up, grade down, all this other stuff. That don't mean nothing, man. It's, Back then you know, it was just play. It was just play. It, was just you know, play. it don't matter. Right. I'm in the gym. If I'm I'm boarding over gym since I was in the seventh eighth grade, so I might be playing against a guy that played in UAD, You know, at Callahan. You know what I mean? Right. So, right. What, what what I'm gonna say? You know. I mean, it, yeah. So it was two things that happened. During my high school career, um, that 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 taught me or showed me how important Detroit basketball was, uh, particularly back in the nineties. Mm-hmm. You remember the ABCD camp? Mm-hmm. ABCD camp was one of them. So ABCD camp uh, was a free camp, basketball camp for all the kids in Detroit. Mm-hmm. You went to a Detroit school, mm-hmm. your coach can send five kids. To the camp for free. Was it? It was a. Was it a one day camp? Or? It was a week. It was week long camp. Mm-hmm. Week long camp. We played at UAD. Mm-hmm. We played at Wayne State. The culminating day was at um, uh, Cobo. Cobo. Yep, Cobo. Uh, it would be like the All Star game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We had coaches from all over the country who would come see us. Our co our counselors were the UAD players mm-hmm. at the time. And every coach in the PSL, every coach who coached a a high school in the city of Detroit, whether it's Catholic League or the PSL, sent their kids, and they were there, and they were present. Coach Minifee, Coach Ghost, everybody. That was some of the most competitive basketball that I have seen. Mm -hmm. The second thing was the emergence of the Fab Five. Mm -hmm. I think the emergence of the Fab Five gave us a level of pride Mm -hmm. in Detroit basketball that we we hadn't experienced before. Right. So you're talking about two guys from the city of Detroit who were getting national notoriety, mm-hmm. who were playing against seniors and juniors in prominent programs all across the country, making it to the final game. Mm-hmm. And they were repping the city. Mm-hmm. They were repping the city. Like, these were dudes that you could see mm-hmm. at the park. Mm-hmm. These were dudes that you would see at open gym. You, it was nothing to see Chris. It was nothing to see Jalen. It was nothing to see, you know, other guys. So, so, so those, those were the two things that I think, really for me, propelled us and gave us a sense of pride uh, in Detroit basketball. And you knew if you can play here, mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. be successful in Detroit. You could be successful anywhere. And to your point, I was. I don't know if you guys have have seen the Jalen Rose interview that he did with the Up and Smoke guys with. Uh, uh, my man, Stack Jack and uh, uh, Matt. Yeah, yeah. It's about a almost two hours. I mean, that was probably one of the most real interviews that Jalen I I had. I posted on my Facebook page. And to your point, he was saying just 
being from Detroit, just and he mentioned like the Derek Comas of the world, mm-hmm. the guys that you know, the Anderson Hunts of the world. Mm-hmm. And when he seen those guys on TV, mm-hmm. you know, and when you balling against them guys every day, you like, oh, I can do this, mm-hmm. you know. So to your point, when you see guys like a Jalen Rose and a Chris Weber that you know personally, or you might not know him personally, but you didn't ball against him, you didn't played against him. Played against him. You know, your mindset as a kid is like, oh, I can play this game. If I stick to my fundamentals and do what I got to do, I can play this game and be successful and uh, get a college scholarship or whatever. So, yeah, I just wanted to piggyback off that. Very Mm -hmm. rarely um, do guys um, in this area – go off to college uh, like you did, play high school basketball, go off to college like you did, come back and really give back. Mm-hmm. Um, you are uh, president of um, Michigan Playmakers, mm-hmm. uh, and I will have to say, I'll be remiss to say that, you know, my son has been in the program mm-hmm. probably since he was six years old, seven five, years old. Five, <laughs> playing. five years old. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, when I was in high school and, and, and you talk about, you know, playing AAU, you know, we only had two teams. Mm-hmm. It was it was Team Detroit and Team Michigan. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, exactly. And it was a treat. You know, you had to be selected. It was a treat to be able to play mm-hmm. uh, on those AAU teams. Obviously, fast forward to now, the AAU scene is much different. You know, this is really just travel basketball. You got shoe companies involved and a yep, lot of things. Yep, yep. Um, but I, your program has been one of the programs that I think has stayed true um, to, to, to the mission and stay true to really teaching the fundamentals of the game mm-hmm. and taking kids from, 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 from any level, mm-hmm. uh, a, a skill level, mm-hmm. and really increasing their skill level and, and really giving them opportunity mm-hmm. uh, uh, to play and to play well and to learn the game the right way. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about that and, and what, what caused you, what made you want to start the program, uh, and where do, you, where do you see the program today? Uh, well, first we just – Started coaching my son back in 2000 or so. He was four or five years, 2005, 2006. He was three, four years old. And uh, we did, ran a camp maybe a, a year or two after that at uh, maybe like 2007 at Borges uh, before it actually closed and became a um, the, uh, charter school. Charter school mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, we got a great response, you know. And uh, from guys that you know I played with, played against their kids, you know. I mean, they keep these kids was three, four, five. I think the highest age we had was like nine years old in the gym. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it was we had the little rim, the little rollout rims for the, you know, eight foot rims for the little three and four year olds. And we just had a great response. And I just saw that it was and it was needed. You know what I mean? To mm-hmm. to to, to do a, do giving back doing that. You know, we were I was coaching the like junior NBA, JCC leagues, YMCA stuff like that. So it just. Uh, it was just a natural progression. And then uh, it kind of – we started with, like, two teams. Um, and we played at, like, St. Benedict, uh, uh, Highland Park, uh, wherever we could play, you know what I mean, uh, Tyndall. And, and we just um, – uh, it took a life of its own. We started with two teams, and then within, like, two years, we probably had ten teams. I mean, so mm-hmm. they did not tell it because everybody just wanted to just be part of it. Um, so – the, 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 I think the thing that kind of has separated us and has made us be able to sustain is our in-house league, which, you know, your son played yep. in, mm-hmm. my son played in, which is like kids from where back then we had, we started when they were like five, six. Now we start about seven years old, second grade through eighth grade, and we don't turn any kids away. So I think that's been a bonus. You know, most AAU programs, which is not their fault, it's just the way it is, if you come to them and you either can't or can't play, they either going to take your money and put you on the team or put you on the bench, or they just gonna cut you, you know, but a lot of them gonna keep you, you know, and then and you're not gonna develop, you know, because mm-hmm. you got kids skill levels from, you know, one through ten and somebody's gonna miss out. Either yep. one's gonna lose out of the tens or you maybe the guys in between. So our 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 um, in house league, which has been going on twice a season, sometimes I'm getting three, you know, in the fall and the winter since two thousand eight, has really helped in terms of just giving guys a, some pride too. Everybody that plays in-house doesn't play travel or AAU. Right. They may just play in-house. Mm-hmm. Right. And then in, in the spring, they may go play uh, 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 baseball or soccer or do whatever they're doing. And, and you know, in the, early, in the late summer, they may go play football. So that just made – but they still have pride in their playmaker because for those two two months or four months, however long they do it, they, they're playing an in-house league and getting some type of basketball development. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, they, and even guys like that, we've had several kids that – play, you know, from second through eighth grade or just fifth through eighth grade or, you know, two or three years, and they're able to make their high school team 
because of those, you know, four or five months that we had them for those four or five years. So it's and they and they still have the playmaker pride. They may be playing at college football right now, college baseball. You know, I say that all the time. Your yeah. best football players are basketball no, guys. No question. No Your question. best football <laughs> players are basketball guys. No period. Question. No you know, the Ramar Smiths of the world, this kid that played guard at King. Yeah, uh, Chauncey Willis. Yeah, Chauncey Willis. No I, uh, Gates. You know, oh, yeah. guys yeah. like that, man. Yeah. You know, basketball. I say basketball and track, particularly track, too. You know, you you keep those. It's all footwork. Mm-hmm. And football mm-hmm. is all footwork and quickness. Mm-hmm. And where you going to get that from? Basketball, track, all yeah. of that. So, yeah, to your point, Coach, man, I'm, I'm glad that you have a window where other athletes – or a athlete can go right. play football, baseball, right. basketball, right. and uh, and still come back to the playmakers and excel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we didn't. That's what I said. We didn't really wasn't year round. You know, we kind of became year round with the AAU travel in the last, and we kind of dialed it back. So we did for about two or three years. Felt like we had to keep up, but really that's not what it is. So we the, the, the kids that have developed the best have played for eight nine months. You know, or done other sports, and then in that summer. Time is just work. You know, you're working. June, mm-hmm. Especially I'm talking about middle school and elementary. June, July, August, September, October, you're working on your game. Mm-hmm. You're just playing games. You know, it, uh, some some kind of way, things that turned about three, four, five years ago, everybody think you got to play all year round, 12 months year round, and play, you know, 200, 300 games in a year. And that's not – it's too much on your body, for one. Mm-hmm. It burns the kids out. It's too much. You know, and that's not how you get better. It's not the formula to get better. The formula to get better – is to get in the gym and get around them cones and develop a work ethic. Mm-hmm. So when you go to the next level, high, 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 high school, college, or beyond, you have you can go there and then the work doesn't feel like work. You know what I mean to you? So yeah, uh, the games is and again too many games is for me too many games is you know once you start playing so many games you're losing and it doesn't mean anything to you. Like I say back when we played, we only had three, four, five tournaments, so we put took pride in winning. Didn't now. If these kids are playing five or six games in a weekend, mm-hmm. they lose one or two, three. It's like, oh, well, I got another game in an hour or two. And it's not that mentality of it's just, oh, it's just a game has kind of what has hurt high school basketball or intercollegiate athletics now because kids aren't putting the work in. The work in. They ain't putting the work in. And then the loss doesn't mean it's not. Right. Doesn't mean until it's like, okay, I'll play another day, you know. And, You're playing and, too much. But you ain't working on your fundamentals. That too, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You, you you mentioned several things that that I would consider some of the downsides of uh, of AAU basketball, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, I and I'm going to name a few <laughs> other than the ones that you just mentioned. Yeah. Um, but 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 I, I, I completely agree uh, that uh, oftentimes it's just way too much basketball. Um, one of the things that I like about your program. And my son has gone through um, from 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 being five years old, six mm-hmm. years old, all the way up now to being a, a, a sophomore. Mm-hmm. Um, the coaches that you have had uh, play the game, yeah, uh, and and they teach the game uh, and motivate, mm-hmm. you know, the right way. You see a lot of other AAU programs where you get a lot of dads uh, who haven't. Play the game, mm-hmm. uh, and they coach like dads. Mm-hmm. They don't coach like coaches. They coach like dads. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I think is is is, is one of the downsides of AAU basketball, mm-hmm. uh, other than I think it's too many games, uh, and it's it's the it's the it's the you know there's always a next game syndrome. Yeah, um, you got the shoe companies involved that kind of help to, to to guide things, and sometimes guide things in the wrong in the wrong direction. No question. You got kids hopping from one team oh, to the next. God. Uh, from weekend to weekend, mm-hmm. but the other thing is the 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 lack of real coaching uh, mm-hmm. and the teaching of fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so talk a little bit about you know the the downside of that uh, and how that can affect a kid's development yeah. uh, and their high school careers. Yeah, that's and part of the reason why we started the program was that we saw. The decline in that in the, in the, in the uh, detail, the fundamentals, you know, and so uh, which is I'll go to the coaches. The only way we've been able to build this thing up is the coaches, you know what I mean? I mean, and, and, and like minds attract each other, you know what I mean? So we've had coaches that uh, didn't know a lot of guys I knew for years, but they all we all about the same thing. If you speak to any of our coaches, just separate at 
200 miles away. They're going to give you the same speech pretty much uh, when, it, when it comes to what we're about, what they're about. You know, it's about playing fundamentals, less, less with the dribble, more with the pass, playing basketball the right way, boxing out, rebounding, communicating mm-hmm. on defense, everything that's kind of been lost. Mm-hmm. In, in in today's game, you know what I mean. Uh, uh, so much is put on. You know, Sports Center is all dunks and threes and highlights, and and that and that's fine. Uh, but we we really encourage even our kids to watch good high school teams, good college teams. You know, as opposed to the NBA, it's because the NBA is a show. It's a business. You know what I mean. It's a business. So, yeah. so yeah. we're trying to get these guys, you know, to to to, to watch that. Uh, Stress and defense. I mean, we we have separated ourselves as an organization because when we go play teams and we have, especially over the last ten years, we're trying to stop you. So many teams, especially the shoe sponsor teams, are trying to outscore you. Right. And that runs out when you get to college. Mm-hmm. At college, you're gonna play college basketball. You gotta get to stop somebody. Most coaches want guys that can play defense and have and have uh, a will. You know, that want to play defense, not just playing defense because they want to stay on the court. Playing defense because that's what they know it takes to win. You know what I mean? Well, I can yeah. definitely attest to that because, yeah. first of all, I ain't never met a shot I ain't like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's number one. Right. But number two, I very rarely, I very rarely hear any of the coaches talk to my son about offense. Right, 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 right. right. Now, it, it, right. I, 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 I don't know that I've ever heard any of the coaches talk to my son about offense. Tell him. What they talk to him about <laughs> is moving his feet on Mo- defense. Moving his feet on and defense. And rebounding the basketball. Yep. So that alone sets the program apart yeah. from mm-hmm. other programs. Yeah, facts. You know, a lot of these kids get involved in the AAU because they want to, you know, they want to they want to get their three off. Right. Yep, yep. They got this dunk they didn't, they've been working on. Yep. They want to yeah. dance with people with the ball, dribble a thousand times, yeah. and go by people and get yeah. an ooh and an ah. Yeah. The good programs are teaching basketball. Right. They're teaching yeah. the fundamentals of the game. You're learning how to get a good feel for the game. Those are the things that I think are going to translate yes. beyond AAU, beyond high school, to right. the next level. Right. Um, and, and and that's what it's really about. Mm-hmm. Um, much different <laughs> than the AAU mm-hmm. that we all grew up on. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you couldn't score, you couldn't play. Right. Yeah, right. Right. Couldn't score, you couldn't play. And, and, and to your point, the great Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, said that. He was, he was a proponent. He played AAU, mm-hmm. but he said that the fundamentals, he said the one thing he learned mm-hmm. when he was playing overseas as a youngster, he couldn't speak, he had to learn the language. It, it was fundamental basketball. When you see these foreign players come over mm-hmm. now, they're fundamentally sound. Mm-hmm. They can shoot it, but they their fundamentals are down packed. Mm-hmm. My son was a football guy. We had Jordan Lewis on here from the Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. yep. and Coach Crowell was here, I guess. And I, I don't know what the question was, but it was like, so – what it, when all those times that you out there on the field and you do, he said, what you fall back on? Mm-hmm. He said, I fall back on my technique, mm-hmm. yep. my fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's yep. not about this. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy, uh, Diggs, he led the league in interceptions. Mm-hmm. But he also gave up the most yards. Mm-hmm. Yep. He was do or die. He had 11 <laughs> picks. Feast of famine. He was feast of famine. Mm-hmm. But he didn't have no fundamentals. Yep. And so you have a guy like Deion Sanders who was talented. He had fundamentals. Deion had fun. Jerry Rice, fundamentally sound. Mm-hmm. Route runner. Uh, receiver, I had uh, Adams from Green Bay. Fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he, he asked the guy, I seen him on YouTube the other day. The guy asked me, he was like, so when you, you know, what you, what you work on during the offseason? He say, every route I run that you see I run on, t- mm-hmm. on, on Sunday, I run full speed mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. practice mm-hmm. on my workout. Full mm-hmm. speed. Mm. You know, I work on my fundamentals. And to your point with the AAU basketball, at the end of the day, even if you're in the NBA, it comes down, we need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> if it's down, we need to stop. Yep. And your fundamentals got to come into play sooner or later. Sooner or later, got to come into you play. You talked a lot about the program and, and, and just name just, just, just a few of the, the, the alumni that mm-hmm. have come out of the program and, and, and what they're doing now. Then we're going to get on. Uh, to to a couple of other things in in the show. Well, well two guys I'm gonna say because they they played me since seventh grade and uh, Gerald Booker and Marcus Bailey, and they're both 25 years old, uh, working great jobs. Marcus played football and basketball a couple years at Wayne State, got his degree. Uh, Gerald Booker played at Concordia for five years, got his got his masters. You know, uh, mm-hmm. those two guys are just top notch people. 
they were around my son when he was, you know, six, seven years old, and they helped mold him. You know what I mean? They, they, they were just great mentors to him and just just someone close to his age, you know, they could show him how to how to go about putting in work, being a good being a coachable kid, taking care of their business in the classroom. And those two guys, I, I wouldn't, you know what I mean? I, I'll have to mention them first, you know what I mean? Uh, I can mention some talented guys. Um, uh, Daryl Porter, who played overseas a little. He played with them two great kids. Uh, uh, Eric Williams, who plays at Oregon. Jalen Graham, who plays football at Purdue, probably get drafted next year. Mm. Uh, I mean, I could go on and on, but those guys really were the, the, the backbone of the playmakers, you know, and Marcus and Gerald, too. They both come back now and help out coach you know mm -hmm. and that's one thing we're really proud of you know we've got i've got jamal rose and aaron prim and miguel priest yep. uh, marcus made all those guys come back now and they're coaching the in-house league and it's more coming you know what i mean mm -hmm. everybody can't we had a point guard camp and we had cameron mcevans and ravon williamson and kyle mm -hmm. we had all type of guys come back and help out and i think that says a lot to for them especially young it's a lot of these guys still in college you know yep. to come back and want to help out and be part of it and give back. Uh, Davin Walker, and Omar, all these guys, some of these guys just graduate, you know, and they, mm -hmm. they come back and uh, just give back. And we got, I can't even name how many guys, you know, you got Joe, four guys. Like, it's so many guys that are alumni that are in college now or just graduated from college that really just, just they, they'll come, if I call them, they'll, they'll be there, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And that's, uh, a, that's a testament to, to your program mm -hmm. and, and what you taught. Uh, and they still in them. Mm -hmm. um, my guy, my guy's son in your program, Cordell, Cordell Robinson. Oh yeah, Cordell's yeah, that's guy. my yeah. guy, man. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, Cordell Borges guy. You know, he got yeah, Borges guy. Cordell, yeah, man. Cordell been great, man. Them Kenzie guy too, now. Yeah, he went there one year. He went there one year. But I mean, yeah, yeah, so, so yeah. many guys when mm -hmm. I played ball against Ray Reeves and. And yeah, Ray Reeves, that's my guy, man. Where's Ray? Ray, 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 Ray? How you doing? Ray, are you? Yeah, old referee, you know, been in jail. Oh, okay, yeah, that's yeah. my guy, Ray Reeves. Yeah, old guy. But his brother Sean uh, coaches with us now too. Okay, Sean is doing brother. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it's just so yeah. many guys that we have relationships with. I played against, like with they come back and just helped out the program. You know what I mean? Even of Will Smith. I mean, he was huge. The Hurricanes was huge in helping us get started and just giving me a lot of advice and. Some Adidas stuff and just oh, yeah. a lot mm -hmm. of things, you know, when mm -hmm. we first got started. You know, just again, like I say, like minds attract, man. You know what I mean? And um, it's, it's, it's been uh, the alumni, I couldn't be prouder of these guys, though. Uh, and again, we've got football, baseball guys. Uh, uh, Cameron Benson's at Division One baseball player at Akron. Mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah, yeah, that's my yeah, guy. That's my guy. Shana Shana Shana. Shana. Yeah. Cam mm -hmm. played with us all. I mean, you got, you know, uh, uh, just. Uh, Mason Canfield is at Concordia playing basketball. Just you got guys all over junior college, mm -hmm. NAI, Division three. So it kind of gives a good perspective because we just not, you know, D one or bust. We got guys that are. We got all guys. Over. We got guys. guys. We got guys. Yep. Baseball, and there, basketball, track, football, everything. And there are some programs that are D one or bust. No question. They don't. They don't want to <laughs> touch you unless you're six 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 seven. No question. Mm -hmm. um, and and, no and you got a future at a D one school. No question. Um, but I want to sort of uh, sort of switch gears here uh, and, and and start this off with a. With a question, you can answer this if you want. <laughs> you may not want to, but you know, you talked about you know starting this program and, and and having your son come through the program, Wendell Green Jr. And I just want to ask, start this this segment off with asking this question: Name five point guards in college basketball right now better than Wendell Green Jr. Um, I'll wait. I name five. I mean, I'll, I'll give you five in the NBA. <laughs> I can do that. That's a good answer right there. I can do that. Chris Paul, right, 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 right. John Morant. We putting the draft Kyrie on notice. We putting the draft on notice right now. Putting the draft on notice right now. I respect that right there. Yeah. Let, me, let me just let me just say this. Let me let me just say this, and then we we can get off into it. You know, it doesn't just happen overnight. It don't just happen overnight. It's the hours and hours you spend in that gym by yourself. Mm -hmm. It's those hours and hours you spend working on fundamentals. Mm -hmm. It's the hours you spend working on the things that you're not good at and doing it and doing it and not being successful mm -hmm. and finally being successful at some point. Mm -hmm. It's the sacrifices that you make to, at, at, first of all, as a parent, mm -hmm. 
But then also as an athlete, mm-hmm. you know, missing those birthday parties because mm-hmm. you got to get get some shots up and get in the gym. Mm-hmm. Missing going out with your friends because you got a you got a you got a bigger cause, Definitely. a greater cause in mm-hmm. front of you. Mm-hmm. I've I've watched your son. I've seen your son grow. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, he couldn't be a better young man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a testament to his family mm-hmm. and his parents for raising him the, the right way. Mm-hmm. Couldn't be more humble. Mm-hmm. But whatever he got in his chest. <laughs> whatever's growing in there is bigger than everybody else's mm-hmm. uh, to be his size and to be as aggressive as fundamentally sound mm-hmm. um, but the level of belief and sheer will that he has and he plays with uh, is just simply unmatched and mm-hmm. so I asked that question you know, initially tongue in cheek <laughs> but I'm seriously asking that question mm-hmm. because I haven't seen a better point guard in college basketball this year mm-hmm. than Wendell Green Jr. at Auburn. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. I agree. It's, it's, uh, yeah. I agree. I mean, it's, it's, it's the intangibles that, why you're saying that, T, I think that separate you. I mean, like, last night was in Missouri and there was about two minutes left and the shot went up. Two six nine guys going for the rebound and guess who came up with it? He did. Yeah. Get a big offensive rebound. I mean, he missed the three, tried to put the dagger up with the three, but, he, but it's just the, it's the intangibles. We were at Michigan camp individual camp when he was uh, ninth grade, ninth grade, I want to say. And they were playing, you know, he's putting everybody on, on different teams. So, you know, you know, they were playing against uh, the best player on the other team was a kid from DeWitt High School, about 6'6", 225, football player. I think he got a scholarship somewhere. Mm-hmm. And he was a senior. One of them might have, he might have been going to sophomore year. He probably was, he was going to his senior year. They were down maybe like eight or like, you know, seven minutes left. And Wendell checked him the rest of the game, and they won. I mean, mm. like, mm. so I, it's crazy because I was telling uh, somebody this earlier. If Bruce Pearl asked him uh, on Saturday when they play Oklahoma to play the four, guess what he's going to say? Okay. Okay. What, what, what else you need to do? You know what I mean? Right. Like, mm, he's right. going to play the four, probably come out with seven rebounds and check the six, eight dudes, and they're going to think because he just want to win. You know what I mean? It's mm. just something like, now you know like I know, most of these kids today is going to be like, well, what you mean, check the phone? I can't, you know, or, you know, they're going to make you know, a reason why they can't. Or he going to be like, okay, is that it? You mean? Like, mm-hmm. so that's mm-hmm. that's something that, uh, again, I think it, it started when, I know it started when young, you know, in terms of, starts when they one, two, three years old, you know, just uh, discipline. And we were at the JCC when he was uh, five, we were playing against eight-year-olds and got the ball, took him from a half court probably five or six times in a row. He looked over at me and, what you want me to do? Yep. Mm-hmm. But you, like, right? Figure it out. I mean, I, oh, I can go get an older kid to bring the ball to court, but you got to figure it out because, yeah. you know what I mean? And so he, he may, it may be five or six times since then he got the ball taken from him, you know, in his life. So, <laughs> right. I mean, that was, you know what I mean? Like, just, just right. huge how you respond. He's always been held accountable, no outs, no excuses, you know what I mean? It's do whatever it takes to win, you know? If, if it's, uh, like I say, check the 6'6 six, six person, if it's, Make the steal, take the charge. He got the most charges on the team this year. You know what I mean? He leads the, the his team on in the conference play and points and assists. You know what I mean? I mean, and they they eight and 0, 19 and one, number one in the country. Number one in the country. It is the first time they've been number one in the country. First time in one hundred sixteen years. Wow. Number one, but mm-hmm. but you you backtrack in Eastern Kentucky last year, they broke like eight or nine mm-hmm. records. They were you know best record in the conference ever, best start. Uh, you go back from there, it's junior year of Lalamir, they were number one in the country the whole season. They went 30-0 and and lost the national championship. The next year, he was the only returning starter. They had him pegged not even in the top 25 at the beginning of the season. They ended up fourth before COVID hit, ended up 24-3, and and he was leading them in every category. So it's just – it's just – it's very simple. You just you just win at everything, and it translates to life. You're going to win at life. I mean, that's that's what it's about. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, and, and I want to get back to those winning attributes, mm-hmm. um, but I, I also want to kind of backtrack just a tad mm-hmm. bit how does a kid like that get out of the out of the state of Michigan? How does how does Wendell Green Jr. get out of the state of Michigan? Um, question. Well, it's just you about to have me dive into this whole recruitment <laughs> thing. Which, we in which it? It's not. Hey, yeah, we in hey. it, but it's not. It's not. It's not good. I don't have a good taste in my mouth about it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, and I still don't. When I saw a kid like Brady Titus, who I saw, Brady Titus, I think he goes to Hudson, but from Grand Rapids on the west side of the state. He just signed with Indiana Tech in AI school. Okay, fine. I saw this kid play this summer, and he was the closest thing that I saw to my son in the last three or four years. Right. Literally. 
Right. He did everything. Right. Mm -hmm. I love his bounce. I love his energy. I love his toughness. You know what I'm saying? So I know that kid is a Division One kid, mm -hmm. and now he's going to NAI school. Wow. Chauncey Willis Jr. I I don't even want to dive into that. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's a Division One player. I know what I'm looking at. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. everybody just hedging and oh, we won't need to see more. What more do you need to see? Let me ask you this, coach, yeah. real quick. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> new to this. Mm -hmm. Not is the basketball and portal in the football portal kind of like the same is it just kind of like the same rule like oh. you got a guy that play basketball that he got an extra year yeah. because of the covid either i'm gonna stay or i can transfer it to i graduate i can transfer yep. it to another so the basketball That's, portal and, and football portal are the same and basketball is worse because you only got 13 roster spots in college. exactly football, yep. you, got yep. football you got more okay yeah exactly. yeah so yep. basketball is worse it's so worse yeah no question about it mm -hmm. but, but to go mm -hmm. back to answer your question about how Wendell Green got a state he got out of state because a lot of these guys don't use their eyes. They're using what some star ranking or some ESPN guy or some local uh, uh, ranker or whoever, what they said or what they believe. And they're going on – because some of these guys ain't played, but some of the college guys I have played, you know, I, I'm not going to say that. But they're going on potential, what they, what they see or athleticism or, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and for me – Upside. Upside and all that. But what's the – you know, how many times if you got a six foot guard and you got Wendell six foot and he ain't the six foot guard doing three sixties in high school, how many times is he gonna get to do a three sixty in that college game? It's not gonna happen. It's, mm. it's just not gonna happen. And then the kicker is this, this is the kicker to it all. And I looked at this in last year's draft. So Wendell averages four five rebounds in the conference, four overall. It 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 wasn't three guys, guards who were drafted that are so that were over 6'4", six, 6'3", six, that averaged that many rebounds. So, at the end of the day, if you're going to be – if you're going to look at the size and the length and they're going to, you know, be 6'6", six, six, well, they should be bringing something to the table. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, you should be getting eight or nine rebounds if you're a 6'6", six, six guard. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, separate yourself from, from – you know what I mean? So, but, but, again, it's all about measurables of these guys. And I don't see where they're not taking the measurable – the one measurable, like you said, <laughs> Terrence, it was your heart. I don't see where the heart, you know what I mean? I mean, I, I watched Wendell in front of Izzo, in front of B-Line, when you're talking about Michigan. I watched him shoot three or four threes in a row from the logo where he shoots it from. Mm -hmm. I watched him make his team, but I watched him beat guys with eight or nine other Division One team kids on his team, and he had one or two. You know what I mean? I've watched that. Mm -hmm. I watched him physically watch that and still say, oh, well, well, well. But they don't count that. Yeah, I'm about that. You 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 listed three words that that are trigger words mm -hmm. to get you fired. <laughs> Potential, Potential. <laughs> measurables, mm -hmm. and upside. Mm. That'll get you fired mm. at college, in the pros, because at the end of the day, can this guy win me basketball games? And there's no question period, period. that Wendell Green Jr. can win you basketball games. Well, one of the, one of the best one of the <laughs> best guards I ever seen play didn't even look like an athlete was Cassius Winston. Come on, he probably was a, the slowest point guard I've seen. Come Bad on. built body, he didn't know, didn't see a muscle on his body, but he won games. Mm -hmm. He won games, and. Yeah. Because yeah, the game I mean, is played for the neck up. The game is played for the, the neck up. And he wants the smartest players to play yeah, the game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why. It's, it's right. played from the neck up. You know what I mean? And uh, uh, and, and just if you if you find, because for Wendell, it's done, he's done with, you know, in terms of the college recruitment or whatever. Mm -hmm. So he's done with it. But you fast forward, and I, I'm going to say this, so we, we got, you got this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say this. We got, we got, say we got this. you together. The toast got, got him right. The toast got him right. No, no, just being real. I'm going to say this because it's about, it ain't a, Again, this, I'm in this for all these kids. It's not about that. So if I've been with Wendell since he was born, and I, you know, whatever, tried to tell you this. If I text a college coach, a college coach, college coach and say, Chauncey Willis, I would think you want to take a first, second, and third. I say Brady Titus. I would think. Right. Now, you know, just, just me talking. I would think if I'm putting a stamp on him that he, you would want to say, well, maybe there's something to it. Now, we didn't miss on this one. We're going to miss on another. Even though, again, I ain't been in the gym with those kids like I have. Wendell, don't get me wrong. But I'm telling you, I know what I see. And I seen Winter and those those two kids, smart as There's other kids, too. Nino Smith, that plays with us. Yep. There's other kids, too, that I can, you know what I mean?
can, can ver- validate, you know what I mean, that our winners are tough, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and it's funny because Nino texted me today. He really, he said, how you doing, coach? Nino is the point guard at De La Salle, mm-hmm. high school with Junior. Mm-hmm. He said, how you doing, coach? I said, I'm doing good. I said, everything good. You know, he said, I said, I'm going to get, the, I haven't got to see him play this year. I ain't got the many games since I've been on the road with Wendell. But I said, I'm going to come see you in February. See, I'm getting a lot of interest. I have no offers. And I said, well, you know, well, don't worry about it. I'm going to sit down with you and your dad and your mom. We're going to sit down at the end of your, your high school season this year before AAU. And we'll figure out a plan, what we need to do to get, you know, your recruitment going. And he said, how? I said, I said but, but I, like we always talk about, Taylor said, the offer, you know, don't matter. We want the offers late fall when you can sign. That's what we mm-hmm. want to offer. Mm-hmm. So all that don't matter. But I said, I'm going to tell you this. For me, your loyalty to the program is never will and never will be forgotten. You know what I'm saying? Right. He's been with us since the fifth grade or whatever. You know, he said, Coach, I love you. I'm saying, I said, so don't just don't don't forget that. You know what I mean? We're gonna do everything you can to get you a scholarship. But I pointed out Brady Titus, I pointed out how hard it was, how things have changed, especially over the last two, three, five years with the transfer portal. So you you know, don't I'm not saying lower your expectations, but we gotta be realistic going into this. You know mm, yeah. Mm. It's mm. it's it's a travesty that Chauncey Willis is not oh, is not getting D one offers like he should. It's not I mean it, it, you know you, you you we talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> as parents, I evaluate my son as if I'm a coach mm-hmm. or a recruiter. Mm-hmm. I can't look at him. As I can evaluate him as a basketball player, as a father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I gotta evaluate you as a basketball player, as a coach or as a recruiter. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you the truth about where I think you are. Mm-hmm. And it's just a travesty to me that other college coaches don't see that. Why wouldn't a college coach take your word after all the work that you've done with your son? Why wouldn't a college coach take the word of a George Ward after all the things that he's done with his own son. Mm-hmm. All we've done was tell these kids the truth. Mm-hmm. If he's a Division One player, he's a Division One player. Unreal. If he's a Division Two player, he's a Division Two player. It is what it is. Unreal. What do you think? Um, and, and 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 we 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 sort of talk about this. Too. What what do you think will be um, the hardest thing? for high school kids now going into college over the next two years mm-hmm. to sort of overcome in their recruitment? Get, well, getting there or, cause, because for me, I, I'll take, answer the question two ways, Terrence. Going back in the last, especially five years, what I've seen from these kids with getting there is, the ones that have gotten there, they haven't faced a lot of adversity. Mm. And then when they've gotten there, they go, you're gonna face some adversity in college, you know what I mean? As far as your playing time, as far as being told to play defense that you never have. Uh, so we have seen a lot of uh, kids that have not accomplished what we thought maybe they would accomplish in, in uh, college because of the fact that uh, uh, they are, they have not been, they have not been faced a lot of adversity in high school and, 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 and before, even high school going to you know, middle school or whatever. So. That has been a huge challenge. Now, the other part you said, the question is getting there is just going to be. So what I told Nino is go back to when I text Nino, take care of what you can take care of. Keep working on your game. Mm-hmm. Keep your grades up. Keep working on your body and everything else to take All the care things of yourself. You can control. All the things mm-hmm. you can control. And that's it. So that's so for for the biggest challenge for kids like Nassos and your son, anybody that's, you know, in high school right now trying to get to college, the biggest challenge is staying off of social media and worrying about what everybody else is doing mm. and taking care of your own, whether you need the bail, huh? Like, <laughs> right. Like taking, taking care of your own, mm. you know, taking care of what you can take care of. And uh, because social media and 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 what they're, what they think they're seeing from these other kids is not really what, what, what the reality of it is, you know? And don't get me wrong, some kids cap is to have a good high school career. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's mm-hmm. fine. I had a mm-hmm. high school career. That's fine. I mean, that 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 that's that's what it is. You know, like if you was in college, but that's that's what it is. But the, a lot of these kids' expectation is not to have that, but they're being they end up being coming high school legends, and that's it because of what the way uh, we have they have not faced adversity and their expectation and them comparing themselves to this this kid with these stars. The one thing that's probably beneficial, and I'm all over the place. But one thing that's probably beneficial is now. Uh, three, just say two, three years ago, but especially three, four, five years ago, 
you would have kids that would get 10, 20, or, or, or supposedly get, but they, a lot of them would get a lot of offers, 10, 20, 30 offers, and they're posting, and they, they're like, I got this offer. Right. That's not happening anymore. That's not that's happening. Not that. Not that's in basketball. Not in basketball, at least. Not, it's, not that's, basketball. that's over with. Yeah. That's, it ain't, you, you're lucky to get one or two, and then you better hone in on those schools. That, you know what I mean? But So that's kind of, I think that's helped. Because before, when those kids are getting all those offers, they put it up with other kids comparing themselves and all that. Mm-hmm. So now it's uh, it's really limited. It's tough to get an offer. Like we said, with y'all, it's tough to get an offer. You know what I mean? It, it, and that's it really what, is. When and this is my question to you, Coach, mm-hmm. and, and my co-host, uh, mm-hmm. DeHanjo. When is the portal gonna always be around? Now is it gonna be like COVID? Because COVID ain't going nowhere. Is the portal gonna always be around? I, I don't see it going anywhere. And I don't see it going yeah. anywhere anytime soon. Right. And and when you look at it, let, I mean let's let's all be we've all coached. Mm-hmm. These college coaches would rather go get a guy who's been in a program or been mm-hmm. or, or a year against uh, college guys or, or, a right. year, two, two years, three years, mm-hmm. so four years, four, five, mm-hmm. years five years yeah. down rather than going to get a high school senior. Yeah. 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 If they want to win. They want to win. And they want to win right away. Right. That's what this game has been about now. You see it in the NBA. Mm-hmm. You know, you turn over your roster in a year, mm-hmm. and you win the NBA championship. Mm-hmm. Right. You go get no kind. Of, they ain't staying or, together. Or, no, or, or you turn over in a year, and you in the, you in the, you the last place team. You last. Place or you last place team. team. Right, I mean, right, right, right. Again, we talked about this. It's feast of famine. It right. It's feast it of famine. Mm-hmm. It is extremely mm-hmm. difficult for these kids now coming through. Mm. And, the, and the COVID situation probably won't shake out until 2024, 2025, yeah. maybe, At if best. we're lucky. Yeah. Um, and so it's just a different environment. But you mentioned something that, I, that we never had to deal with, mm-hmm. which is social media. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we right. never had that. Right. I actually think the social media and the pressures of, mm-hmm. uh, of folks on the outside are really what's hurting a lot of these kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to mention one in particular, because first and foremost, I'm a fan. I'm mm-hmm. a fan of this kid. I think this kid is probably one of the better kids to come out of the state of Michigan mm-hmm. since Shane Battier, maybe, mm-hmm. to do the things that he could do at his size. Uh, and that's Imani Bates. Mm-hmm. The decision was made for him mm-hmm. to, to forego his senior year of high school mm-hmm. and go to the University of Memphis. As a 17-year-old kid, Playing against 22-year-olds, 21-year-olds, mm-hmm. that is a huge difference. Mm-hmm. These are grown men, mm-hmm. grown young men mm-hmm. that you are competing against. And I think what we're seeing now is truly the difference mm-hmm. in, in just sheer growth, maturity, mm-hmm. both in body, mind, and spirit. Mm-hmm. And I think he's sort of struggling with that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I'm a fan Mm-hmm. I think this kid, skill-wise, is probably, one, again, mm-hmm. he can do things at his size that I haven't seen in a very long time. Mm-hmm. The, his ability to shoot the ball from the perimeter, unmatched at his age. Mm-hmm. Unmatched at his age. But you're starting to see him struggle a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, it just, you know, just, just, I know you've seen him, watched yeah. him, and supported him. Just, just comment on that and, and what's going on with him. It's tough. I mean, one thing that I think, not think I know I saw his work ethic because I remember Wendell worked out with him one night, and Wendell he may have been I wonder was that a lot of everything, but he was just home working out. And Imani had a um, a district game and they had just won a district championship. I don't remember if it was his freshman year, or sophomore year, probably for I don't. And then they wanted just he was at the gym working out with Wendell after the district game that night. So that for me told me that the work ethic is there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's mm-hmm. that's a big part of it. Uh, the other, but the other part of it is though, it, which is which is huge, is the mental aspect. You know, uh, I have a lot of conversations with Reds, but a lot of guys, you know that that mental is so crucial. You know what I mean? It's crucial. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, so I think you know I don't know. Again, I've seen the work ethic, how much adversity he's been able to go through. I don't know. You know what I mean? And that's and that's huge. So now again, lucky for him, he's going through it now in college, so he still has a chance. You know, because if you go through it for the first time in the NBA, then you're in trouble. You're in so trouble. He's going, you're in trouble. You know what I mean? So that, that's why guys don't make it. You know, so he's going through it now in college, which is a good thing for him. And as long as he can, uh, you know, weather the storm with the adversity, which he he good. He got a strong dad behind him. He should be able to, you know, and uh, he should be he should be have a good career. You know, uh, but that mental is tough. That mental is everything. And, it, and to your point, I want to ask you this question: mm-hmm. When you start talking about Imani Bates in the NBA, mm-hmm. all the things you said. 
I agree with. But what happens when you get four or five million dollars in your bank account? Mm. What structure? What team? Because you're gonna need. He 18 now. Yeah, yeah, I'm 18. Yeah. I'm in the league. Yeah. And I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on TikTok. I'm all of that. And I got money. Mm-hmm. He got money now mm-hmm. through his parents or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But now I'm I'm a millionaire and I'm 18. So how does you as a coach and you haven't played the game also, mm-hmm. how does one work around that? What kind of fence do you build around this young man so he can play in the NBA for 10 years and be 28 and or 25 and know how to say, okay, I got this now. I understand mm-hmm. the lifestyle, you know, and well, it, it's, well, it's I, yeah. Well, yeah. I take it to my son. The, the reason I had someone take it, and I had to step back and really look at it, the reason for me, the number one reason of his success is the because he plays for the purity of the game. He, had, he doesn't play for the money. He doesn't. And all he does is just to win and for the love of the game. Love of the game. So, and and, and and we've seen so many guys, like I say, whatever sport it is, once they get the money or stop or playing for a contract or not playing for the love of the game and not why they why they play when they were eight years old, it all it never works out good. You I mean not like mm-hmm. typically? I mean some guys. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah. But it never works out. So, for so going back to him for him, and you got it. You got to have the right circle around you. Mm-hmm. And keep and, and just you as you got to pray your parents and raise you the right way, where you don't lose focus in terms of playing the game for the right reason. Don't and and whether you got five million dollars in your pocket or fifty dollars, you know what I mean. You gonna do. Mm-hmm. You gonna mm-hmm. you gonna still play play the game for the right reason. If if you start playing the game for the wrong for stats, for money, for women, for whatever you want to call it. It's going, you're going to have a short career. Mm-hmm. That, 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 mm-hmm. or, or, or maybe you're 16, you might have a short, but you're going to have an unsuccessful career. Mm-hmm. You know, guys, but if you mm-hmm. if you might 5'11, you're going to have a short career. You know what I mean? So it's just, you don't have any wiggle room. But So I think it's just going back to his foundation. You know what I mean? If his foundation is solid, he'll be fine, you know? Well, one more question, mm-hmm. Coach, because I know we're we winding down. Uh, uh, Monty's dad made a statement earlier this week in regards to. Uh, his fundamentals. Somebody mentioned that you know his fundamentals were whack, and he probably should have went to Michigan State. Mm-hmm. And then his father came back and responded in a tweet. He mentioned a couple of Michigan State guys that he's seen that. Hey, well these guys fundamental. You know, he kind of threw Izzo under, threw some shade on Izzo. Mm-hmm. Uh, in your perspective, Memphis, Michigan State, uh, Penny Izzo, did he make the right choice in going that route to Memphis State or? And I ain't trying to. I don't want you to burn no bridges with either coaches. Nah. I know you know them personally. Yeah, I don't care. Any, I don't care. I say I don't care. Yeah, yeah, any yeah. any of them want to recruit my son. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I say yeah, yeah. that I right say there. Right. I, I exactly. Don't, I, I really don't care. Say, yeah, yeah. Care. So you know, would Michigan but, State nah. would have been a better fit? You think? No. Far well, as well, well, I don't know about. I don't know if Michigan State would have been a better fit in terms of fundamentals because I think why his dad said that is he's put hours in the gym just like me and Terrence had with our kids mm-hmm, into the mm-hmm. fundamentals. So again, I've seen. Amani in the gym, minimal, you know what I'm talking about in terms of workout, but I I know his dad has worked on the He's working. Oh, no, he's working. No question. And he's working mm-hmm. on the wonderful pull-ups. I know he's All done of it. Right. So he's done it. So that's where he's, he probably had a problem with, not probably, he had a problem with people saying, giving the impression that he has that his yeah. that fundamentals. Exactly. Because he does, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So now, now for me, I don't mind, I mean, Penny, Rasheed Wallace, Larry Brown's coaching the NBA, he's trying to get to the NBA. Right. So I don't mind him going to play for guys, guys who've been, been there. You know what I'm saying? He's only end up playing the NBA. Right. Yeah, Just being true. real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now in terms of, I can tell you this, if you want me to be real about it, in terms of what I've seen, in terms of the tips and the detail, as far as his son playing defense, I don't know if that's been there. So maybe someone will say, well, if you go play Izzo, uh, maybe, you know, he'll, he'll help you more defensively on that side of the ball. Maybe. I mean, mm-hmm. but for me, you can You should already have that mm-hmm. in terms of so he can't. Uh, 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 he, he, I guess he can help maybe with some fundamental stuff with defensively, but he can. You gotta want to defense. You gotta want to play defense. Once it go, you go back to that heart. You go, go back, to, back that. to it. You gotta right. want to rebound the ball. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying you gotta. You know what I mean. So uh, it's just it's just a will. It's how you were raised up. So I don't. I, I feel like again. I'm not being here. I'm just being honest. Wendell Green Jr. could go play for any coach. Mm-hmm. So. You know, whether or not, you know what I mean, that all that 
And, and my point is, if a kid can't, that's a problem how he was raised up. You should, your kid should better go play for any coach. For any mm -hmm. coach. High school, college, whatever. He should better go play for any coach. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that's – and again, the reason why he should go play for any coach is because he should have that – if he really going to do this, he should have that burning desire in himself mm -hmm. that he's self-motivated to go rebound every basketball, to go get skills, to go take charge, to make the right play. He's self-motivated. So if he's self-motivated and going to lay it on the line and go get 50-50 balls and do whatever it takes, mm -hmm. what coach ain't, ain't going to love that? Exactly. And what coach ain't he going to get on the court and never come off for? So if you can't do all that, you already handicapped anyway, which is a lot of kids. You mm -hmm. handicap. If you ain't willing to do everything it takes to, to play winning basketball, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, lay it on the line, be coachable, do whatever it takes, you know what I mean, take good shots, accept coaching. Then you ain't. This might not be for you anyway. Yeah, I think no, you I, just I said the key you know, word: yeah. be coachable. You, you, I, be coachable. I think, I, I, and, and that's that is key. And I think mm -hmm. what, what's what's also uh, what also needs to be lifted up in the conversation too, relative to Imani, is this is the first time that he's hearing a different voice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, his, his dad's been Good on point. the bench. Good point. His whole life, mm -hmm. in some form or fashion, he's Good had point. that right um, that that voice there. But now. It wouldn't have mattered whether he went to Michigan State yeah. or Memphis. It was going to be a different, different voice mm -hmm. uh, in his ear, uh, and he's just going through the adjustment right now. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm and I'm 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 hopeful for him uh, because again, you know, his skill level and, and how hard he works, and I, I know how passionate he is, mm -hmm. the, the way he plays the game with passion. But he's going to be just fine, mm -hmm. um, and, and, and we want him. You know, to have some success, knowing that he's come from there, from here. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, definitely. Most definitely. You know, his success is, is all of our success. Definitely. Yeah. Wendell Green. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thanks Brown a lot. College Bros. Thanks for coming down, man. Nah, I appreciate right. you. Our last segment before we get you out of here is our three one three segment. This is our tell me segment. Okay. Right. Our Let me say that. Can I say one thing before? <laughs> no, before I know whatever go, I had to because I I gotta say this about. The playmaker program is you, Terrence, and the Wayne Walker, and uh, Omar. You guys are some of the best parents. You can't have a program like we have without you allowing your kids to be coached. Mm -hmm. You reiterate mm -hmm. the same thing that we are. You know what I'm saying? I, had, I, I, I would be remiss to say that. We've had so many parents like you guys. You top five. I mean, we got <laughs> You top five. You, Wayne, Omar, y'all top five. But we've had so many parents, man, that have allowed – them to coach our, you know, coach the kids, just like you know, treat them like they are. You know what I'm saying, and, mm -hmm. and getting out the way, and that and you think that's big. Trust yeah. me, you know what I'm saying. It's, yeah. it's it's trust and honor, and you've earned it. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you can't just drop your kid off anywhere. <laughs> I, uh, I, but but, I, but when you do, <laughs> and, and, and the person is honorable, yeah. right, and the program is honorable, they they've earned your trust. Yeah. yeah. And I tell my kids, and I'm pretty sure you did the same thing. My my son played football, mm -hmm. uh, you know, West Side Steelers, Cass Tech, Ohio State, and the NFL. Mm -hmm. And you know, man, what you do with your son, man? You you coach your man, I coach my son from home to practice. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's a ten minute ride. Mm -hmm. What you didn't do, what you should have done. Right. Once right. we got home, that's it. That's it. It's over with. I that's let the coaches do what they do. And with. where did I learn that from? So from you, so right. where you learn it from? From, from another dad. From another dad. <laughs> I mean, from cry. Yeah. Hey man, your son gonna make. Did, so you, you made mistakes. Was your dad over you? Like, nah. Yeah. Well, don't be over him like that. That's it. Coach That's your son. It. You get in the truck. It. Hey man, you loafing on them laps today, man. Uh, soon yeah. as you get home, it's, no, over. it's over. That's why me and my son' relationship has been great. Exactly for that reason. Right. Leave it, uh, yeah. mm -hmm. leave it on, on the field. That's leave it on the field. And 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 it's 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 funny. It's funny too, because. You don't always see that at those games. It don't oh always manifest God. itself you, out you, of those you games. Always, you don't see it. But, you know, you, we, we tell our kids, hey, man, I'm going to do everything I'm supposed to do as a father. Mm -hmm. I'm, you're going to be mm -hmm. prepared. You're going to eat. You got a roof over your mm -hmm. head. Right. You got money in your pocket. Right. You mm -hmm. got opportunity. You woke up with a choice. It's yeah. your choice of how you want to handle it. Take yeah. me for a ride. Right. I want to come on a ride. I want to go on a ride. Right. I want to cheer. Right. Right. That's right. All I want exactly. to do. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but before we let you out of here, three one three segment. Okay. Uh, we're going to ask you a, a series of questions. Just give us some some, some quick responses. Okay. To your question. Breaks down to 313. That 313 is the area code. Okay. That's the Detroit area code. So you already know. Okay. You already know. We're coming hard. Okay. Three pieces of advice that you would give parents of athletes. Get out the way. 
<laughs> get out the way, get right. out the way. <laughs> That's it. I can't say that enough. Right, right. Get out the That's way, get out the way, and stay out the way. Stay out the way. Exactly. Yep, yeah, yeah. That's it. Your most memorable sports moment. My most memorable sports moment. Wow. Mm. So that could be my second be anything. Be anything. Be anything. Wow. Um, man, that's a tough one. I got so many. Uh, probably, I, I, I guess it go back to my son. Probably just seeing him work from the age of four and a half, five for that whole summer. Wow. Shooting in the driveway for hours at a time. He didn't score a basket. Uh, he didn't score a basket in the junior NBA the whole season playing against five, six-year-olds. He was four. And he's like, what, what? Oh, he only got two shot attempts, actually. He's like, what's? So he got to work. And he just went and. It really just showed me his passion and what he was, what was made, what was put, what was in him, whether it was basketball or not. It's, I mm. saw what was in him. You know what I'm saying, cool. like you got a will to, you mean to be great. So mm, fantastic. Yeah. And the three most influential people in your life. Oh no, it's not even uh, close. My mom, my dad. I can't even. And my grandma, my mom's mom. It's not even close. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's not even. Close. I, if yeah. you would have asked me the question, I would probably have to name your mom too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She be one of the three, huh? <laughs> she be one of my that's three, too. Right, right. Wow, wow. That's well, funny, that lets you know you had a great mom. Oh, had a great we had mom. a kid walking out to the hawk the other day to practice, and he could have his jacket. His mama was right next to him. She said, where your jacket at? I said, Mike. I know. And then the kid, another kid, look, another kid, did you talk to Tony? His mom, call him, make sure that he was outside, he picked up. Mike, uh, they got their mamas in place. That's everybody mom. Right, 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 Wendell Green. No Wendell doubt. Green. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, Bless. thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Brown Couch Bros. We will air all of our shows every Monday. Now me and the loaf are back. We back. Uh, 2022. We, we are back. 2022. It's been a great one. We're looking forward to the next one. And uh cheers. See you next I appreciate time. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate it. Three, y'all. two, yeah. one. <laughs> we OWT <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs>